How much grease can a greased up sax guy grease up if he greased with grease? Listen to them, children of the night. What music they make. Goodness gracious. <laughs> it's 151. What? Dalmatians all over the place. What are you talking no, that was about? 101. 151's Bacardi. What's what? Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, the number of the, the, number. Yeah. Uh, the episode, episode number. number. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Bacardi 151, 101 Dalmatians. Yes. Wasn't there 102 also? There was. There was 102. Corella is 50 episodes too late. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are still skinning puppies. We are. Um,. Making the finest jackets. The face that Alex just made. <laughs> She's like, wait a minute, what? What? We're doing what now? <laughs> Who's skinning puppies? And why was I informed? <laughs> I and before PETA makes a website about us. <laughs> please, please do. Yeah, I want a skin purse. A skin, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're okay with that. A but, ball uh, purse. Uh, this month, it's February. It is. The month of love. Don't give away who. Black, Black History Month. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're gonna say what the theme is, just don't give away who picked it. Our th- our theme has nothing to do with either of those things. No, no it does not. <laughs> it certainly does not. I don't. Yeah. Uh, it's a special theme. It's being catered by one of the three of us yes. in this cast, and it's 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 niche. It is. It's uh, it's been a, refined earlier this evening, actually. A certain somebody's favorite films that are available on Netflix. It was just favorite films, but it's been whittled down yeah. into only films available on Netflix. Why, you might ask yourself. Well, because we are three white people. Mm-hmm. And we don't really have any reason to... And we've we've done... Like black horror, yeah. In previous years, right? We've. I feel like I, we have. I don't. Yeah, we have. We did. We did a, a Black History Month horror month already, and we already did a Valentine's mm-hmm. horror month. Yes. and we covered all the uh, stereotypical yes Valentine's Day horror films, and uh, we thought, fuck it, why retread something when we can do something totally new? Let's make something new, something yeah. different. You can learn about us. You can learn about us. You can learn about our, our tastes, mm-hmm. our loves, and you as listeners get to guess by the time that this <laughs> amalgamation of films is over at the end of the month. I want to see if anybody gets it. Honestly, I want to see if anybody gets it after this week. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm sure a couple of you will <laughs> immediately right off the bat because I'm pretty sure... <laughs> that that somebody has mentioned multiple times that this is one of their favorite films on this podcast. Well, I think also will the scoring not give it away though? It might. Or it, are we just not going to score? No, we are. It might. And so the scores might give it away. They might. Uh, but some of us might be surprised, tricking you, tricking you. with our scores sure. this month. Palmer would be the kind of person to rate all of his favorite movies a one. <laughs> Sorry. Just to say, hey. Hey. Just fooling, guys. Just fooling. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. April Fools. Yeah. <laughs> In February. <laughs> In February. <laughs> it's not starting off well. 
<laughs> I think it's starting off excellently. <laughs> we uh, had our woodchuck meme at the beginning. Our yep. discussion now. I uh, I think this there this was a is, woodchuck meme. Yeah, the how much oil? grease yeah. can yeah. grease? Yeah. Grease <laughs> the sax guy grease greases with grease. I didn't even realize. <laughs> that. Alex carried the one. <laughs> I did not even realize that's what you were doing. Yeah. Um, um, how you guys doing this week? What's new? Um, great. You're great. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to be here. Ooh. Happy to be I think with you. That's the first time that's ever been said on this podcast. <laughs> Happy to be in this room with you, Palmer. Happy yeah. to be here. That's not something I'm used to hearing. How about you, Sam? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Tired. Long week. Yeah, very it's been long a very week. long week. It's been a very long week. I, uh, I'm i in the same boat. I'm ready for work to slow down a little bit. Ready to... I don't know. I'm, keep, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we're going to go back to like a three-day in the office. Are you guys there every day Two days right off. Now? Yeah. Oof. Ew. Ew, indeed. Ew, Big. that's gross. Oof. It is. It's not fun. It's definitely not fun, but uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about this week. Yeah. It's uh, our first proper script back. Sam's taking the reins again. He's uh, bringing you content that you love to listen to and hear about. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Take it away, Sam. <laughs> uh, are we ready to, to jump in? Start talking about uh, our headlines? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Goodness gracious! So, uh, Scream, it's getting a sequel. I don't think anybody's surprised by this. No, <laughs> not it, at all. I think it it blew everybody's expectations out of the water. I've heard literally nothing but good things about this movie. Mm-hmm. Same. Uh, have Have either of you seen it yet? No, I know we were, I'm, we I'm going. Some I thought, yeah, I thought we were going together. Next, yeah, next like to. Sunday because Brenda and Chip want to go. Oh, I'm down. You want to see it? Yeah, of course. I was just kidding. Certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes and slashing up more than $100 million in the box office. Wow. Um, it grabs the number one spot in the box office on its debut on January 14th. Uh, Spyglass Media Group and Paramount Pictures have officially announced that they've given the green light to move forward with the next installment of Scream. Returning are Radio Silence and uh, Matt Benatelli Open and Tyler... G- is it Gillette or Gillet? Do we ever decide on this? I've always just said Gillette. But I think it's Gillette. I've always said Gillette right? because I want to be as wrong as possible. <laughs> You're getting there. Uh, Gillette sounds like Gillette. a part of like the chicken that you don't eat that gets shoved off its butt <laughs> like when you buy it frozen. Hmm. No what? offense if that's actually their last name. <laughs> <laughs> if I happen to be right <laughs> by butchering his last name. With uh, James Vanderbilt and uh, Guy Busick from Ready or Not uh, co-writing the next screenplay. Project X Entertainment's Vanderbilt, Paul Nielstein, or Neinstein, and uh, William Chirac <laughs> are serving as producers. Uh, creator Kevin Williamson and third member of Radio Sounds Chad Valela our executive producing alongside Spyglass's Gary Barber and Peter Dilla Taguere. <laughs> ah, sure. 
<laughs> it's probably going to be like Dia Tikware or something like that. Uh, principal photography is slated to begin this summer, so they're wasting no time on this. Yeah, it uh, starts with an O. Is it? Oh, <laughs> Sam's mouse is, mouse is in the way. That's not mine, is it? Oh, that is mine. <laughs> get, get out of the way. <laughs> so then, yeah, it's it's, it's Oya Tikware for sure. That's yeah. Uh, <laughs> Principal photography is slated to begin this summer. Like I said, everybody involved is thrilled with Radio Silence saying, working with such a wonderful and talented family of creators and in the lineage of Wes and Kevin, so ex- er, and in the lineage Wes and Kevin so expertly built has been the thrill of a lifetime. And we're so excited to bring the next chapter in the Scream saga to life. Vanderbilt and Bustick are saying, is this real life? Getting to collaborate once again with our friends on the next installment of Scream of the Scream story could have been more than we could have ever hoped for. We are overwhelmed, and we get to continue to play in that sandbox that Kevin and Wes created. It is, as Ghostface would say, an honor. Project X is saying, we've become a big family, and we're <coughs> eager to continue telling stories in the wonderful Scream universe. Um Cool. I mean, I'm always down for more more good slashers. Like I said, we haven't we haven't yeah. seen this collectively yet, but uh, I've avoided anything about this movie like the fucking plague. I feel like we saw the first trailer right on the podcast. I feel like we talked about it, and then we kind of just dropped it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, to be fair, I like I wasn't that excited for it because mm. I'm not a huge. I'm not like a as you guys are the two resident yeah. Scream fans. Um, I wasn't that excited for it, but after kind of like reading. About how like good it was. It's been like one of those like <laughs> I'll go see it with you guys. To it, it's evolved into well I'll go see this myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was honestly I was hesitant just to like read the articles to like put this stuff together because I didn't want anything to get spoiled. That's fair. Yeah, I feel like it's like that's that's like your Halloween, right? Like when we get yeah. to the Halloween stuff, like Alex is always just like covering her ears and going la 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 la. Because like I, I, I want to walk into this with my expectations and theories and see if I'm right. Mm. Well, for me, what, what the selling point was as soon as Megan Navarro released like a like a mm-hmm. a stellar review praising Scream, mm. I was just like, well, maybe I need to go see this because she's about the only voice I trust on Bloody Disgusting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, as soon as that came out, I was just like, "All right, well, maybe I should change my my views on this and go check it out." Uh, either way, I'm excited, and I'm still proposing a Jackass Scream double feature. <laughs> Alex, you don't have to attend. Okay, don't thank you. <laughs> I don't want to watch that. Uh, next up, we've got some South by South, Southwest horror news. Uh, headlined by Ty West and A24's upcoming films. Here are some films to keep in mind. Uh, as the festival approaches in March, we've got X, Ty West film about a group of young filmmakers. That, that's not called. They're a bunch of like porn stars are going yes. to direct a porn movie at somebody's <laughs> unsuspecting farm. This trailer looks batshit. Yeah. Rural farm Texas. Porn? Farm R- porn? Rural Texas in 1979. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. They, they, they basically like just tell some farm owners that they're going to direct a film there and they have no and idea they're shooting that it's a porn. porno. Okay, nice. And then the old, like the, the farm owners catch them in the act of shooting it hell yeah yeah and then chaos ensues and then the chaos is ensuing yeah uh hell anyways yeah. when the reclusive elder hosts catch them in the act the cast finds themselves fighting for their lives it's kind of being alluded to that the elder hosts are the ones who are going to be chasing them down but we don't actually get any confirmation of that mm. in the trailer so it could very well be an outside force that we aren't aware of 
Or what if it's the porn stars chasing the old people down? Ooh, I don't think so. But <laughs> <laughs> considering the porn stars seem to be the ones dying. Oh, okay. I, Maybe uh, they're I not. I don't know that that's the way that that goes. But uh, it's, it's, it looks interesting. I guess I should have watched the trailer. It's very, it's, it's like, on one hand, I'm like... Because Ty West and A24 sounds like an amazing combo. Oh, no, they're, separate. they're separate. Oh, they're separate. Yeah. Okay. Well, so what's A24? There's like A24's movie is the next one on the list. No, oh. I'm pretty sure I saw A24's uh, brand as the opening of that trailer. I was very surprised. Uh, it might be. Um, I'm pretty sure they're involved with X as well. I okay. don't know that they like just purchased the rights to it and they're just distributing it or if they were in there from the, the get-go, but I'm pretty sure A24's involved Maybe. in that one too. Um it's one of those like Ty West does like the slow burn stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of his best known stuff is is that, but this doesn't seem like a slow burn movie at all. It seems like absolutely batshit, like from <laughs> from the start. So all right. it'll be interesting um to see that as, as part of the A twenty four catalog if that's actually the case. I somebody somebody go through and double check me on this, but I think A twenty four's icon appears in the trailer somewhere. Um, bodies, Bodies, Bodies is A24's new film where a group of rich 20-somethings plan a hurricane party at a remote family mansion. Party. A24 is distributing. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. <clears throat> um, I love a hurricane party. <clears throat> is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. You're from Virginia? You never had a hurricane party? No. Oh, we used to have hurricane parties down in the fan all mm-hmm. the time. Everybody get your is 40s what, of hurricanes, sit out on the porch. And drink like, hurricanes while you're waiting for a hurricane? No, yeah. in the middle of a hurricane. In the middle of a hurricane. Drink, drink your hurricanes in a hurricane. See, I think that's like a Florida thing. I wouldn't imagine that being a Virginia thing. It's yeah. a college kid thing. Uh, yeah. I imagine it happens in Florida as well, just on a whole different level. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, it's like that guy like like doing the windmill <laughs> and standing holding the American flag. Yeah, I, I never saw a hurricane party here quite like that. No. That's a little bit more Florida. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, they have a hurricane party at a remote family mansion. The party game turns deadly in this fresh and funny look at backstabbing fake friends and one party gone very, very wrong. Uh, next up is Bitch Ass. <laughs> what a fucking name. Fucking Bitch Ass. I'm going to start calling people that more often. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a tried and true right there. Fuck that's off, Bitch is. Ass. <laughs> what, I was complimenting. Fuck off. <laughs> No, sorry. Uh, it didn't in, feel right. In 1999, a gang initiation goes very wrong when recruits break into a deadly game house. A deadly a game, deadly house? game house? I think it's like... Uh, like an arcade? Uh, no, I think like... I think Saw. Like, oh. Uh, from my understanding. What a bunch of bitch asses. Okay, well, they break into the deadly game house of cinema's first black mass serial killer. Think Don't Breathe meets Squid Games, but... Black, starring Tony Todd, Sean McKinney, Tinda Lale, uh, Melissa Sellers, and Tion Kelly. Hmm. All right. All right. Uh, the Seller, Hell yeah. already acquired by RLJE and set for wide distribution in April, Kira Woods' Kira Woods's daughter uh, mysteriously vanishes in the cellar of their new house. She soon discovers that there's an ancient and powerful entity controlling their home that she will have to face or risk losing her family's souls forever. Is this going to be like a they're here, touch the TV moment, except it's just like a pole in the cellar? <laughs> just like a drain pipe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this here. is attached to the old crapper. Yeah. <laughs> Just get sucked into the tube. Like, like Willy Wonka. <laughs> it's just shit instead oh, of chocolate. Oh my god. Disgusting. 
Amazing. <laughs> um, I'm sure we're going to talk about more of these as, as we get more information uh, next month. If it's actual poop, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, next up, we have uh, a polarizing mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie trailer coming up on Netflix. Uh, we've known about this Netflix release for a little while now, but the trailer, um, it's given us something to talk about. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, It's a direct sequel to the original, following the hotly debated footsteps of Halloween. That's the, that's the biggest weird point for me just but, retcon like all, all these franchises retconning back to the first one no, to pick just, up like 40 like, years later like what like why though like what's the point i don't like with halloween it makes sense right because yeah. i feel like jamie lee curtis is such like a an important mm-hmm. piece of the halloween puzzle for sure with this like who gives, who gives a, a shit fuck? <laughs> really know, does anyone really remember all of the things that happened in, in all a, of the, in the original? Oh, in, I, no, in all of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies? Well, no, because the timeline is so fucking <laughs> exactly. fucked. They've rebooted it how many times? Yeah. Like the 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 origin story doesn't really mm-hmm. line up with anything any of the events of the first film. Maybe like, that's just because I feel like that the first one is really the one that everyone remembers. So it's easier it just is. to go back and be like, probably there's crazy family on a farm. It's Texas. Yeah, but like, but I feel like, we've, like we've we've already seen it, right? Like we've seen it yeah. with with Halloween as the most recent mm-hmm. entry to do it. Like, how many more the times? The new Candyman kind of did it. How yeah. many more times are we gonna see the original Survivor come back and be a bad? Terminator did it. Terminator did it. <laughs> like, how many times are we gonna see the original Survivor come back and be a total badass? And I have no problem with that. I just yeah. feel like you're releasing it hot on the heels. Of Halloween in the middle of their trilogy, and yeah, and, in between movies. And mm-hmm. while I don't, the only thing that kind of gives me any sort of hope about this is the fact that Fede Alvarez is involved. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's and, and very good. The, and I feel like it's weird to see this movie because they they like I think they if I remember they spliced in scenes from the original into this trailer. Yeah, a couple mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little and bit. so it, it's really jarring to see like a very clean, modern shot film mm-hmm. with like the old footage spliced in. Yeah, I kind of wish they dirtied this movie up a little bit. Yeah, I feel like I feel like part of the charm of the original one is the fact that it's like so grimy, gritty. Yeah, yeah. yeah like Quentin Tarantino bugs me at this point, but like. He would have he would have dirtied it up. It it looks like it should be sandy. Yeah, he yeah. would he would have like, given like that that like same coat of sheen that he gave like Death Proof, right? Yes, like, yes. And I feel like I feel like it could benefit. But the the other thing from this trailer that really just bugs the shit out of me is the end of it, where he gets on the, the bus. canceled thing. Yeah. I see. I think that was like I, that actually had me more interested than the rest of the trailer. The the trailer shows that there there if nothing else there's going to be some gnarly fucking kills in this. Yeah. <laughs> it does I, yes. I'm surprised I I am I I'm curious to see how graphic they get with this being a Netflix thing. Yeah, Netflix doesn't really care though. Like they really push the envelope like, Cuz like I know Terrifier Terrifier first showed up on Netflix, right? Yes. So It maybe, did, you right? they just like fuck it, you know, let's fuck let, it. let's go. Cut some people in half from the vagina down to their head. Let's do it. While they're upside upside down down by their ankles. Yeah. What's the name of the uh, Hannibal actor? Mads Mikkelsen. He was in like a Hitman movie on Netflix that was like universally panned. uh, And I think might have actually like 
contributed to a little bit of the downfall of Matt Mickelson's career, but <laughs> but it was like like extremely violent, like borderlining NC seventeen levels of really? violence. Yeah, uh, and Netflix didn't give a shit. Like, given whatever. The fa- given the fact that Amazon really seems to be pushing the envelope with violence lately. Right. I don't I I mean I know this has like an R rated tag on it, but it's obvious like I don't know if it's an official MPA yeah, I don't know. Uh tag on this or not. So I, I'm I'm anticipating some super graphic kills here. Um if for no other reason I'll be tuning in for that. <laughs> Just to go. see what Fair. it's all about. Yep. I mean what they, they had the first it wasn't Fear Street rated like like technically like like PG thirteen, like, yeah, PG thirteen or TV fourteen or something yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. That shit was gnarly as hell. So like, yeah. we'll see where this goes. I'm 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 ready. I'll I'll sit down with a bowl of popcorn. I'm not expecting much, but uh, if it ends up being a, a decent popcorn Texas Chainsaw, then I'll be happy. Fair enough. Uh, next up, we got Jamie the Vampire Slayer, also coming from Netflix at a time yet to be announced. Jamie Fox is starring in Day Shift. Fox stars as a hardworking blue-collar dad who wants to provide a good life for his quick-witted daughter, but his mundane San Fernando Valley pool-cleaning job is a front for his real source of income. Hunting and killing vampires as part of an international union of hunters. The cast also includes Dave Franco, Carla Souza, Megan Good, Natasha Lou Bordizo, Oliver Masucki, Snoop Dogg, Steve Howey, <laughs> Scott Adkins, and Zion Broadnax. It's got a 10-second teaser in the middle of a larger Netflix 2022 teaser reel. Yeah, they put out they put out like this whole teaser reel for all of their like A-list stuff, that's coming, stuff that's coming out this year. And it's oh, just like okay. back-to-back like 10-second teasers within this like three or four minute long teaser reel. Okay. Um, and so it's like him driving in this like old blue pickup truck through like the, the LA reservoir. Uh-huh. Like at like super high speeds and he says something like he turns to the camera and says something, but I'm just like, this looks exactly like what you'd expect Jamie Foxx to be doing right now. Mm. Really? When, like, when, he's, okay. when he's not busy doing commercials for DraftKings. <laughs> Does he do commercials for DraftKings? All the time. All the time. <laughs> when he, so when he's not doing commercials for DraftKings, he's acting like he's doing a commercial for DraftKings with a different script. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I have a hard time imagining Jamie Foxx in a horror movie, but uh, I'm here for it. I like. I really like Jamie Fox. Actually, like I've, I've, I got nothing against him. I don't know that I've really like ever seen a movie that he's been in that I haven't liked. If I'm totally honest, I thought he was great in Django. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I, I can't think of a single movie I've seen in him or seen with him in it that I haven't liked. I think at this point the DraftKings commercials are just making me not <laughs> like him. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's it's endless. I'm it so is. glad the it Super is. Bowl is in two weeks or in a week. So, so that in a week. So you don't uh, have to watch DraftKings commercials. So that I don't have to watch DraftKings commercials. <laughs> For me, I just want my family in Ohio to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Cowboys fan. <laughs> when was the last time you guys did anything? Oh no. Are they dogging you? Yeah, big time. Well, I guess that's what happened when I you're a Cowboys I had fan. Go, I had to go off on my cousin because I was like, I'm sorry, you little asshole. What kind of poster do you have in your fucking room? It's a Colts poster. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Other sports teams are Woo. bad, too. Woo. No, the Colts were pretty good this year. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 
We've got some games news. Uh, this one I actually have downloaded on my computer, and I'm actually getting, hopefully, going to dive into at least a little bit here in, in the next week or so. But uh, Bloodborne got a PlayStation X or PS1 style uh, demake, I guess. I don't know. It, <laughs> this is very interesting. So they took the Bloodborne premise, the franchise, did all the levels with PS1 style graphics. PS One style well, not gameplay. All it's only it's only a portion of it, uh, right? But I guess so. I guess, but it's like one of the it's, it's three of the larger levels, and then they expanded and on two those of the levels. major bosses. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then they expanded on those levels, right? So, um, it's already got over one hundred and ten thousand downloads, and it has its own Twitch category. A passion project from developer Lilith Walther, who has been working on the remake for the past thirteen month. Months, who said in an interview with Kotaku that she was inspired by other fan-made demakes like the NES version of Breath of the Wild, and to that, uh, and that to her, Bloodborne was one of the the. It was made a couple console generations too late, I guess. Yeah, that's the way she kind of views things. It, I mean, it's it, very nightmare creatures. I don't know if you remember that yeah. game. Um, that's and I mean, it is a good point because like all the Souls games do play and handle like old PlayStation games. A little bit. Yeah. So um, like it, it makes sense what she's saying. I always thought of the Soulsborne games as retro in their feel. It's definitely retro in the sense that it's like obscenely difficult without yeah. and doesn't tell you anything and, and all that kind of stuff. Walther t- t- told Kotaku, um, and I mean that in the form of highest praise. So I'm looking forward to checking this one out. I think I've read nothing but good things. When everybody from 4chan to Reddit is praising <laughs> this thing... There's a good amount of overlap between those two communities. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In certain, in certain areas. <laughs> yeah. um, is I mean, plus like then it's on top of that getting like mainstream. Yeah, it's getting a ton of press everywhere. Press and all this stuff. Um, she's also done a number of other demakes. Um, this just seems to be her first super super popular one. But apparently, all the rest of them that she's worked on have been very good as well. So. Yeah. We'll see where it goes. Um, I think I also read that she is interested in releasing a large patch for this. Uh, she's she's looking at, at adding a couple more levels if if it hits. She said she wants it to hit like 250,000 downloads or something like that. She'll mm. release more levels. Cool. I'm, yeah. I'm really happy that it's out there. I'm waiting for PlayStation or From Software to slap this with a, yeah. <laughs> with a DMCA. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe they won't. Because wasn't Nintendo. from software tied up in one of the recent acquisitions? No, Bungie. Well, no, that so Sony bought Bungie, but before that wasn't because wasn't from software tied up in the um, as part of the uh, Activision deal? No, Activision was just it published one game. Okay, they have nothing to do with from software. As a, as I thought a for some, I thought they were one of the subsidiary companies that was tied up in all that. No. Um, yeah, it's Activision, Blizzard, and King, which made Candy Crush. Right, but all the subsidiaries as well that Activision yeah, no, Act from software isn't okay. Isn't a subsidiary of any of that stuff. Uh, next up, we got Ghostwire Tokyo. Ghostwire Tokyo takes place in Tokyo after Shocking. a mysterious fog rolls in, causing all the city's inhabitants to disappear. In their place, the city is flooded with monsters led by. Hanya and his followers, known as the Visitors. You play as Akito, having awakened in the streets of Tokyo after the vanishing and possessed by a mysterious spirit with strange elemental powers. It's this power of ethereal weaving that you'll need to master to defeat Hanya. Scheduled to release on March 25th. Pre-order early access 
is uh, starting on the 22nd on PS5. This game's been on my wish list for a while. Why? It Graphically, it looks really cool. Okay. Um, it It's very... The the character design is very horror based, mm. um, but like Japanese horror. Mm-hmm. So looks cool. really cool. Uh, Dying Light Two is also out. The long awaited sequel is uh, is here. Early reviews are mostly positive. You can pick it up on anything that doesn't have a Nintendo brand name on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've heard I've heard mostly good things about it so far. Um, Apparently the story is nothing to yeah write home about, but I don't really remember the story being anything special in the first one. No, it's about so. parkour. It's yeah. about parkour. It's about parkour. Yeah, hardcore parkour. Hardcore parkour. Was obvious. Right. Um, yeah, I. Uh, it's. I'm waiting to see whether or not it gets Steam Deck certified. <laughs> yeah, is that is that bad of me? Like I'm not picking up games anymore on Steam unless they <laughs> they officially get Steam Deck certified. Um, because that's that's coming out in a month. Ooh, baby, that's true. You know, the other night I sat down. Well, I like it was. I was tired, right? It was like eight thirty. I just got the kid to bed. I didn't want to play World of Warcraft and sit on my computer, so I just went to bed. And I was like, "Damn, I, I would really deck. like a Steam Deck." Right <laughs> 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 oh man, Sam, we got some quick cuts. Yeah, hit um, us. So there's The Substance, which is the upcoming film from uh, Corley Farge. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her Fargeot, name. Fargeot, I think. Fargeot? Was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she did Revenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the director of Revenge is back uh, with a new movie called The Substance. Uh, Deadline broke the news, also announcing that Demi Moore and Margaret Qualley have been cast. Really? Yeah. Demi Moore? Who was Demi, last time that's you right, saw Demi, Demi, Demi Moore in something? Uh, G.I. Jane? <laughs> I saw her on an episode of The Red Table. What's that? Is that a porn? <laughs> no, it's a YouTube show with Jada Pinkett Smith where she has guests come on and talk about things. Well, all interesting. I, don't, I honestly don't know the last thing she's been in that I would have seen. Now and then. G.I. Jane. Corporate Animals. What? Uh, she did a horror movie a couple years ago, Corporate Animals. Never seen it. Um, oh yeah, we talked about that on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We did. I, I did yeah. see. That. I did see that one. That was the last one I saw. Was it good? Was she good in it? She was okay. Yeah, she was good in it. The movie was fine. I mean, she's. I feel like there's no ever a problem with her acting. Yeah. It's just that she was. She quit acting because she was. In rehab. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. Oh. Did she have? Well, she must. She must. You're doing well. <clears throat> yeah, no, I think that's great. Good for her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we love to see it. Very few plot details for this movie so far, but the deadline says that Fargiat's explosive feminist take on body horror. Um, Bobby horror? Body. Oh, body. <laughs> Bobby horror. <laughs> like, is that British cop horror? <laughs> um, and the other quick cut we have for this week is Showtime's apparently developing a series for Let the Right One In. Um, there's not a ton of news about this but again it's you know everybody knows what it's based on um but the cast includes Annika Nunny Rose, Grace Gummer, Madison Taylor Baez, Kevin Carroll, Ian Foreman and Jacob Buster. Grace and, Gummer, why does that name sound? Uh Nick Stahl was the most recent addition um who was most recently in uh oh, what was it? I just watched it too. 
They're doing a Let the Right One In TV series? Yeah. Mm-hmm. On Showtime. Why the fuck? <laughs> Just like one of my most reviewed... Why the fuck? Okay, anyways. <laughs> um, Maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be good. <laughs> Maybe it'll be really bad. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Showtime, Showtime does good with their series. Yeah, Showtime has some good series. I, I, I feel like if any... I'd yeah. rather be on Showtime than FX. Oh. Or Cinemax. Or what about HBO? Except for Banshee. I will defend Cinemax's Banshee to the very end. Dude, that show was so, so dumb, but so good. <laughs> Hunter Hunter. That was the last thing I saw in the Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, that, the last 10 minutes of that movie are fucking dynamite. Yeah, that was good. Um, so those are the quick cuts. And then we got a couple of RIPs. Ooh. Couple, oh, couple more? Of, yeah. A lot, yeah. A lot of people have died in the last six weeks. We just spent like twenty <laughs> minutes on last episode's podcast talking about all the people who died. Yeah, a couple more RIPs. Who okay. died? Uh, the listeners will only hear about ten minutes. Of the oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you cut out the part where we were talking about Meatloaf or Louis Anderson, where Ben thought we were talking or, about Andy, I tr- or I tr- I Andy Richter? Down. I thought we. Had, yes. I thought it was Andy Richter. <laughs> I trimmed it down pretty heavily. Oh no. That was my best moment of weakness. Uh, <laughs> you were so vulnerable. On February 2nd, Paul Kelman, star of the original My Bloody Valentine, passed away at age 72 due to health complications. Sad. And then Moses J. Mosley, who had several roles on AMC's The Walking Dead, passed away at the age of 31 back on January 26th. Now the catch with this one is that he was found dead in uh, Stockbridge, Georgia, that week with police investigating the actor's cause of death after he was recently reported missing and his family is opening the case believing that he was kidnapped and murdered. Oh, Jesus Christ. What? Yeah. What? Uh, so his first role in The Walking Dead was as one of Michonne's pet walkers. Yeah, I remember. Um, and he's had a bunch of different roles on the series um, and I think some of the spinoffs since then. They have no idea who murdered, who they, oh my God, they yeah. thought he was kidnapped and murdered? Yeah, That's terrible. terrible. The, the latest thing, I think, uh, I think the latest news piece came out yesterday um, and all the outlets picked it up that the the family thinks that he was kidnapped and murdered. Oh, that's Jeez. awful! Because he because he had gone missing originally, uh, and they oh, okay. I think they I think they found his body like three oh. or four days after he was reported missing. Oh no! Good lord, that's yeah. terrifying. Um, So R.I.P. to Paul Kelman and Moses Mosley, and hopefully uh, his family figures out what the fuck happened. Yeah, absolutely. Sam, we got some nestling. We do. We got a couple of smaller things this week. All right, let's get into it. All right, so uh, first up this week is Slap Face, which is on Shudder on February 3rd. Is this uh, the most humiliating movie to you? <laughs> no, but I mean, it should be. Um, <laughs> After the death of his mother, Lucas, a loner who lives in a rundown home with his brother Tom, regularly seeks solace in the nearby woods. With only his friends being a group of female bullies, he keeps to himself most of the time, but after a strange encounter with an inhuman monster, Lucas begins to withdraw from others, and when the two reach a tentative trust, a bizarre friendship is born, and Lucas is swept up in a series of primal adventures. This one sounds really weird. It does sound really weird. I I don't know how to feel about this one. Uh, the next one, Alone With You, gets a limited release on February 4th with a wide VOD release next week on the 8th. Uh, as a young woman painstakingly prepares a romantic homecoming for her girlfriend, their apartment begins to feel more like a tomb when voices, shadows, and hallucinations reveal a truth that she has been unwilling to face. Uh-oh. Oh, oh no. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. How sad for her. 
How revealing. How. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly forgotten all adjectives. <laughs> <laughs> so those, those are our movies uh, for this week that you can find as uh, major releases, at least. Uh, there's like five or six other ones that hit like VOD. I think you, there's a bunch that you can probably like track down and pick up on Amazon Prime. But. Sweet. Mm. All right. Well, uh, you guys ready to talk about this week's main event? Yes. Little little movie that you guys you guys might have might have heard of. Yeah, boy. It's about some uh, some boys that go lost. Michael. <laughs> Michael. Michael. <laughs> Do they go lost or were they always lost? I don't know. I hear one of them's working for like Dunder Mifflin now, and uh, another one might be off gallivanting. What are you talking about? <laughs> One's name is Agent Jack Bauer. Yeah. <laughs> his wife looks Once... exactly like his mother. Exactly. <laughs> it's the longest day of my life. <laughs> Get in the car. No, let me strap your balls to some electrodes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Jesus Christ, that show is something else. Anyways, let's talk about it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's main event. All right. So, some people might say that we're out of theme ideas. <laughs> it's been a long run and we've done a lot. I get it. I, you know, I take offense to that. Why? Because I come up with the themes and I, I think that I'm not out of ideas yet. You're not out of ideas. You're not out of ideas at all. Um, I think it's better said that we want to start letting you in on the things that make us tick. Ooh. So this month we're doing nothing but favorites. Why would we ever do that? What, let people know how we tick? Yeah. I don't know, because we're masochists. <laughs> I feel like this just opens us up to a whole bunch of criticism, which I like. Yeah, yeah. I'm here for it. Tell me how I'm wrong, and I'll tell you uh, no. To fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> just Bitch kidding. ass. <laughs> Bitch ass, that would be perfect. God damn it. <laughs> uh, it's just not part of my vernacular. Like, I need to. you got to start working it in. <laughs> All right, bitch ass. <laughs> uh, and as Palmer mentioned at the top of the episode, only one person gets to pick the movies this month. And we're going to try to avoid telling you whose month of favorite movies this is. But let's be honest, if these favorites don't get straight five out of five from the person who picked them, they're a fucking liar. Oof. Ooh. Ooh. Spicy take. That is a spicy, spicy take. take. That's a hot take. Yeah. Uh, so once again, we dive into the realm of horror comedy with this one officially listed as horror slash comedy, not comedy slash horror. Where like, are the comedy elements? Everything with um, Corey Haim yeah. is right, hilarious. Right, 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 Corey right. Feldman's fucking hilarious. Yeah, but I feel like like the scene at the, the dinner table when yeah. he comes over, that's hilarious. Just the way well, he, yeah, just the yeah, way yeah, he interacts with Corey Feldman when he first walks into the comic book yeah. store. Or even with his brother, when he finds out he's a vampire, he's like, I'm telling mom. (laughs) 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 Or wait till mom finds out. Yeah, Uh, Hilarious. And it is listed under the horror genre on Netflix. I guess it's just another nail in the coffin for Ghostbusters, even if Wikipedia lists. This movie is a comedy horror. Hmm. Um, Universally beloved among all folks over the age of 30. Released the year that we were all born, which is more proof that it was the best year after all. And starring the two Corys, Alex Winter, before he went on dope adventures with Keanu, Jason Patrick, before he stole his co-star Kiefer Sutherland's soon-to-be wife, and filled with one of the greatest meme stories of all time, we're talking about The Lost Boys. So, Thou shall not <laughs> cry. <laughs> 
So written by Janice Fisher and James Jeremias and directed by Joel Schumacher and starring a who's who of uh, folks that went on to be just like absolute fucking stars in the 90s and into the 2000s. Uh, Jason Patrick as Michael Emerson, Corey Haim as Sam Emerson, Diane Weist as everyone's favorite movie mom, Lucy Emerson, mm-hmm. Kiefer Sutherland as David Powers, Brooke McCarter as Paul, Billy Worth as Dwayne, Alex Winter as Marco, Corey Feldman as Edgar Frog, Jameson Newlander as his brother, Alan Frog, Jamie Gertz as Star, Edward Herman as Max, Bernard Hughes as the grandpa, uh, Chance Michael Corbett as Laddie, Alexander Bacon Chapman as Greg, Nori Morgan as Shelley, Kelly Jo Minter as Maria, and the immortal Tim Capello as the saxophone player. Did never mind. Is he really immortal though? Yes. I showed you what he looked like last year. Exactly the same, just with gray hair. Yeah, but he wasn't a vampire, so how can he be immortal? We don't know that. I guess that's true. We don't know that. Only a vampire can play sax that well. <laughs> <laughs> he may have been a vampire. He could have been. Schumacher's on record as saying he had one of the greatest casts in the world. Sutherland and Feldman had just wrapped up Stand By Me with Feldman on a streak of heaters with two different Friday the 13th films, Gremlins and The Goonies even before that. But beyond these two, most of the young cast was just starting out. Buoyed by longtime pros Diane Weiss and Edward Herman, Schumacher found himself a roster of future stars to really lean into the material. Just about everybody has seen this movie. If you haven't, go watch it on Netflix. That's what we're talking about this month. No play-by-play here. We're just going to dig into some of the crazier parts of the movie, have some fun, and see how long it takes to hate the name Michael. I can't promise we'll say it as much in the movie, or as it is in the movie, uh, which I think was like 100 and... 118 times. 118 times, but I'll try my best just because. Uh, so, the general gist family moves to California Beach Town. Older brother falls in with a bad crowd after being honey-potted by a girl. Younger brother falls in with local dork brothers who display the effects of growing up on nothing but MTV and comics. Mom tries to find love and promotions by trying to bang her boss, and the Cali boardwalk looks exactly like it does now. There are motorcycles and dirt bikes, because of course there are. Dogs that either hate or love vampires. Plenty of general vampire lore, and most famous of all, a Mr. Olympian amount of body oil that's dangerously close to open flames, while the dopest saxophone riff is screamed into the night. Hmm. So it's funny, too, so they filmed this in Santa Cruz, right? Which at the time had just, you know, know, maybe a couple years before that, had three different serial killers kill you know something like with like 30 people or something like that and so and at one point in this movie they're like oh santa carla is the murder capital of the world yep. and so santa cruz didn't want to be associated with that which is why they couldn't actually call it santa cruz yeah one of those serial killers being ed kemper yeah so let's start with michael this fucking dope here drink this mysterious liquid michael that's definitely not blood even though we tell you it is and even though you've known us for 17 minutes michael and of course now that he and his brothers are latchkey kids while mom's out hunting for some boss dick nobody really cares about the fact that he's suddenly sleeping all day jesus what michael about, just he has an earring maggots, get a job and fucking help and the worms yeah the maggots, maggots and, the worms. and the worms maggots and the worms there are maggots and worms they put lime mm-hmm. juice on them to make them squiggle like that Okay. I don't feel like PETA would appreciate that. Yeah, I feel like that probably is not a good but thing for the worms. Just, just the opening scene, though, of this, or the, the opening scene of the Santa Clara, Santa Carla boardwalk, right? Yeah. Is this not, like, to me, the most epitome of 80s? Like, it is, but at the same time, I feel like it looks almost exactly the same, and you'd see almost exactly the same because people today. Because that's what 80s... I feel like people, whenever they talk about 80s clothes, right, the first thing people always go to are, like, day glow, neon, yeah. leg warmers, yeah. when most people were not dressed like that. No. That's not really what the 80s looked like. No. The 80s looked like 
I mean, it did in New York. Yes, but it looked like this movie. Yeah. That's what people look like. This is yeah, like, the 80s was shoulder pads and pleated pants. Yeah. And big hair. And, and big, big hair. And like and some cool, cool jewelry. Cool eyeliner, you know, but like 80s grunge goth, like that is yeah. cool, cool. They got like stoners on this boardwalk. They got goth kids. They got art kids. They the, got skaters. Like the amount of cool uh, like uh, Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. There was a lot of cool Hawaiian shirts. Because like I, the last time I was out anywhere even near that area, um, and it's not even really near that area, uh, I was down in Venice. Mm-hmm. It just um, definitely has Venice vibes. And it, it's just different shit, part I mean, of the it state. Was, it was close to 10 years ago at this point. Um, but even then, it looked almost exactly like this. Well, and they said like 2,000 of those people in that opening scene, they're actually from Santa Cruz. Yeah, it's just It's like one of the there. biggest open casting calls in that part of the country, like for years. Yeah. Um, so the question how does Michael even end up with this ragtag bunch of California punks? Well, he falls for the honeypot star. He got his ear pierced. He got his ear pierced. <laughs> he got a leather coat. Got a leather coat. Got to fit in, man. Um, and Star is easily, in my opinion, at least, the worst character in this movie, which demonstrates Michael's lack of judgment. You know what Michael should have been doing instead of staring down this dime a dozen boardwalk chick during the most amazing beach concert of all time? Hmm. Michael should have been partying. Why hmm. do you think she's the worst character? I think she's just empty. Like there, There's nothing to her. She's, she's just there. She's, 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 she's there the, to take care of Laddie. She's the catalyst for the story and nothing else. Just, do you think that if it wasn't for her... He, Michael never would have become a vampire? No, absolutely not. I don't know. Dude, there's other fish in the sea, bro. <laughs> he Just likes, go on, go on Her name is Star. Else. I'm yeah. Star. I'm Star. I'm Star. <laughs> That's a cool name. Yeah, my dad tried to name me like Moon Unit. But, but then they named him Michael instead. <laughs> but then they named me, named me Michael instead. Well, his mom is definitely an old, like an older hippie. Oh, yeah. But I don't, we don't get to see his dad because they're divorced. They are divorced. Um, so this is where I'm going to take my first detour down into the underground hideouts to go on a tangent about our sax man. Uh, best known these days for uh, being completely taken out of context, sometimes as an emoji, <laughs> sometimes as a meme, our oiled-up Mr. Universe reject blasting away with a sax has quite a history. You think he's doing the musical equivalent of lip-syncing like I did before I went down this rabbit hole? Or even worse, you don't put the respect on his name and think, no way that guy even knows how to play the fucking sax he's holding? Well, you're dumber than Michael, and you need to rethink your life. Mm-hmm. He I plays had, that sax with that necklace. I had to rethink my life. Tim Capello showed up on this set by accident. This guy was taking a short break from touring and studio work with Tina Turner and Ringo Starr. And when I say short break, I mean he showed up on set for three hours, shot the scene twice from two different angles, and fucked off and forgot about this movie until it exploded. Mm. You know it exploded. You've seen this scene. You know this scene with your fucking eyes closed. It exploded the way a dude covered in that much oil should have while standing next to those open flames. So shiny. About that oil, a direct quote from Capello himself, you always oiled up. Every night with Tina, I would oil up. It's just what you did. It was kind of like you were wearing a shirt. You were wearing a flesh shirt that was shiny. Okay. I appreciate and respect his commitment to the shine. Yeah. He shines as a character and his body shines. (laughs) He shines brighter than star. That's dedication. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was a lot. It was a lot of oil. Like, and oh. there's just like open flames and barrels like two feet away from him. You know, this movie has so much open flame. I really like it. Yeah. Like a lot of open fire. I feel like it's the 80s. A lot of, 80s, a lot of, 80s, a lot of cocaine. General, yeah. yeah, a lot of cocaine's yeah. involved with this. So like, yeah. Yeah, safety's not yeah. a thing. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> well, they almost, they almost didn't let Corey Feldman. Um, they fired him after the first day because he showed up all high on coke. 
And was then, it Corey Feldman or Corey Haim? Corey Feldman. Oh, okay. And then he apologized, and they hired him back the next day. Guys, he said I'm he wasn't. Sorry. He said he wasn't going to do it anymore, and he did not. He was very well behaved for the rest of the movie. Good for him because he didn't want to interfere with his money. In money. Yeah. How else, How else you going to get that coke? coke? <laughs> 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 you don't have hundred dollar bills to do it with. Uh, so Capello's work with Tina Turner is what got him noticed in the first place as he showed up in the background of a music video that Tina Turner did for Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome fire see more fire (laughs) (laughs) which is what put him on Schumacher's radar in the first place and then in a twist of fate with even more Mel Gibson madness he showed up to audition for a role in Lethal Weapon only to miss it because he sat in his car listening to I Still Believe on the radio and was waiting to hear the name of the song because he loved it after he went inside for the audition he was instead taken across the lot to where they were casting for this movie he got the part, and he worked with Rod Stewart's songwriter to come up with a song based on things in the script, only to trash it because it wasn't good. They asked him years later if he remembered, and he said he didn't. He's and like, he had hey, no idea. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. like, it was, it was garbage. So um, he was going to write a song for Lethal Weapon? No, he was, uh, after he got the part for this movie, uh-huh. he worked with Rod Stewart's songwriter to write the song for this movie. Okay. Based on like stuff in the movie, like okay. dirt bikes, but it's funny because the director that. who was originally going to do this movie left to go do left Lethal to Weapon. go do Lethal Weapon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at this point, Schumacher suggested I still believe Capello went into the studio and rough tracked the vocals, uh, spending two hours figuring out where to add the saxophone, and then did the two <laughs> takes on the beach from different angles used in the film. He got to design his own wardrobe, adding the chains he picked up from Home Depot, saying... Oh, they were from Home Depot. They were actually from Home Depot. Uh, He said, I knew that I wanted it to be a little wrong. I like to make this, like, a little bit funny, take this a little too far. So I did the tie-dye, which was pink and purple on the pants. Then I went a little further with the Home Depot chains. There's got to be something wrong about anything you do. Otherwise, it's just plain old cliche. I love this guy. Yeah, this, guy, this guy's a fucking legend. I feel like this is just like also such a, a fitting thing for this movie. Yeah. Because everything's just a little, a little weird. A little weird, a little over the top. <laughs> yeah. A um. little much. <laughs> it's definitely a little something. Yep. <laughs> SNL spoofed him almost 25 years later, and he's recorded his own albums and done his own tours, and at the age of 60 is still fucking jacked, covered in oil, and a definite fire hazard. Now, yeah. back to the wacky California kids, and it's important to remind you, like Alex said, that this takes place in Santa Carla, the fictional town based on Santa Cruz. Why not just call it Santa Cruz? Alex explained because uh, they don't want it associated with all the murder and mayhem that took place earlier in the decade. Much uh, murder. Yeah, so based on it was based on the prolific string of serial killings in Santa Cruz uh, during the early 80s, and now Michael has done some dumb Michael shit, and his little brother's left trying to fix it with the help of some local nerds, the Frog Brothers. Edgar and Allen. Edgar and Allen. Edgar and Allen Frog. Mm-hmm. What a what a. You, what do you think the writers were thinking when they were like, "All right, let's name these characters Edgar and Allen." What's the last name going to be? I bet they ran Toad. Out of, no. Yeah. Frog. I bet they ran out of Coke and started licking well, toads. Frog. <laughs> frog was the original. So the the people who wrote and sold the original script for this movie, it was supposed to be a movie with. Like children, children, like yeah. ten. It was a, a group of like, it was Peter Pan reimagined as a vampire. And Schumacher came in to rewrite it, saying that he didn't want it to be just the Goonies with vampires. Yeah. So, but in the original script for this, the the um, the two boys, or the, it's 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 Boy Scouts, right? Yeah. That are fighting these lost boys slash Peter Pan vampires. Their last name was they were frog. They're frogs. Yeah. So this was in the original script. <laughs> Okay. So one of the other more over-the-top and ridiculous things is Corey Feldman and the way he acts and the way he speaks. 
in this movie. He, it's, why does he talk like why that? Why does he talk like that? <laughs> Um, so Schumacher specifically came in and told Corey Feldman, which was actually mentioned in the retrospective released in 2004, to go out and rent all the Stallone movies and all of the Chuck Norris movies, like Rambo and First Blood and Missing in Action, all those kinds of movies. <laughs> he said, that's your character. I want you to meld all of these guys together and make something out of it, which is why the same kid that sounded like Teddy DeChamp a year prior in Stand By Me <laughs> comes out sounding like Sly Stallone, Sly Stallone on a five-foot body, and he took it completely seriously. Good for him. <laughs> he broke once in a panic as they're in the caves hunting the vampires towards the end because right back into the voice afterwards. Mistake? You decide. Hmm. We get some fun vampire lore mixed into this movie pretty casually with the most notable happening during the big reveal at the end. Max is revealed to actually be the head vampire after all and Sam and the Frog Brothers are left trying to figure out why their dinner party shenanigans did nothing. They uh, spilled some water on him, fed him some garlic instead of Parmesan cheese. Uh, turned off all the lights. Turned off all the lights, showed him in a mirror. Reflection. Um, but apparently inviting a vampire in is not only a requirement for them to be able to enter, but also renders you and all of your potential weapons powerless. All your shenanigans? All your shenanigans. Which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah, that's... That's, that's an interesting way to like circumvent all that stuff. Like, right. Once you've invited me, you can any other form of vampire lore. Their yeah. method seemed pretty foolproof to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, it makes you wonder, like, if they tried to, like, stake him, if it wouldn't have done anything. I imagine it wouldn't. But the one thing I don't understand, though... So he could have come in if he wasn't invited, right? But it, But what would have happened if he wasn't invited is that... All of their shenanigans would have would have worked. Would have worked. Okay. So I, I and then guess, he would have been found out. I guess that's the logic behind the whole like you have to invite them right. in. Because the lost well, boys just let themselves in. Well, that's yeah. so uh, that depends on vampire lore, right? Like traditional vampire lore. If a vampire tries to enter the home when yeah. when you know it's, they're not invited, then they start to die. Yes. So that's I think just, it's just yeah. kind of dependent on, on like, this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I meant. This movie because there is that because when the Lost Boys finally come at the end of the movie, they're not invited in. No, but that's why they're able. Like the holy water hurts them, and the stakes hurt them. <laughs> the, the bathtub of garlic water. <laughs> so Where the good. fuck did they find that many garlic cloves? <laughs> the grocery store. <laughs> so many. You know what? Uh, Grandpa grows weed in the backyard. I bet you, Grandpa might also grow garlic. It's possible. <laughs> weed and garlic. I mean, that's all he has. <laughs> if I was going to grow two things, that no would eat garlic. I, no use a lot of, I use a lot of both of those. I don't eat a lot of tomatoes. Mm. I eat more garlic than I do tomatoes. Yeah, I probably do too, actually. Come tomatoes to give it. me indigestion. Do they really? Yeah. Like in any form? Like just mm-hmm. like raw tomatoes or like mm-hmm. tomato sauce mm-hmm. or like. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I was an old, old lady. Oh. <laughs> she got a sensitive I tummy. Got a sense, I got I got the acid reflux. <laughs> so you know who didn't invite Max in? Hmm. Sam or the Frog Brothers. Hmm. You know who did invite Max in? Hmm. Freaking fucking Michael. Hmm. Michael. Fucking Michael. What but a he, piece of shit you are, Michael. But Michael didn't know that he was the head vampire. No, he didn't. You know why he didn't know? Because he's not paying attention. He's not paying attention. Michael's just doing his own thing. Well, he's trying not to. He's, he's living his life trying not to kill people. He wouldn't be there if he was paying attention. If he was paying attention to Saxman instead of Star... He wouldn't be in this position in the first place. He was peer pressured. Wasn't peer pressured. Yeah, he was by the cool kids. Yeah, they're she like was here, the cool eat kids. these worms. Here, eat hang this. off, hang off the bridge. Hang off the bridge <laughs> while a train goes over it. That was, yeah, and then let go. 
Yeah. Like, Which fuck? is a really interesting twist on what they did in Stand By Me with the whole train track scene where they're running across the bridge. You know, if there's a, <laughs> if there's there's a being, bridge. If, if those kids in Stand By Me were just vampires and just hop down. Yeah. When Kiefer Sutherland sees a bridge. <laughs> He's never seen a bridge that he didn't want to cross. Uh, so, I'd yeah. cross a bridge for him in this movie <laughs> with a train coming. Calm down, Alex. No. Nope. Man of the house, my ass, Michael. You left your family completely vulnerable, and then you don't even stay for dinner. He doesn't stay for dinner. Why does he have to stay for fucking dinner? Family dinner. Oh, my God. Family dinner. It's family dinner, dude. It's serious business. It's, it's family <laughs> meet my new boyfriend dinner. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's he like, should be there like, for that. It's like at the height of the 80s, man, like when moral values are on a decay, you know? Well, oh, yeah, the moral the, panic. The moral panic, dude. Like, you got to sit down and do the family dinner, dude. She's trying to she's trying to find another man to keep the stability in the family because that's what every... She don't need no man. Uh, wait, look, this is 2022. This was she, 1987, right? She's barking <laughs> up that tree the whole movie. She needs a man. Yeah. She got her dad. She didn't need no man. She can't do things with her dad that she wants. He's cool. She can live there as long as she wants. There are, there are things she needs from a man that she can't get from her dad. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying that she should sleep with her dad, but she could live there. Yeah, I don't think she. I don't think there was. He's not going to kick her out. No, and I don't think there was ever the expectation that she was trying to hook up with him because she, wants, she wanted to move out. I think she was just. She, she wanted to she, she wants some loving. I mean, it's. She Edward. wants some sweet sax loving. No, she wants Edward Herman loving. I know, but with the sax in the background. Oh, in the just, background. Yeah. I bet you could hear that sax all over. No, that's. I think that's time for the... Whenever there's a sex scene in this movie, it's the other song. Okay. <laughs> that's the sex scene. Because when Star and Michael have sex... That's true. That's the song that's playing. That's true. Fucking Star. I don't know why you don't like Star. Michael leaves to go save her, because so he has to. It's, you don't, do you like the mom in this movie? Yeah, Diane Weiss is amazing and everything. Okay. I'm just wondering if you just hate all the women. No, in this Diane movie. Weiss is amazing and everything. I'm just giving her. Sh- I'm, I'm just making jokes about the fact that she wants that boss dick. <laughs> she wants a job and some dick. Yeah. Um, the other bit of vampire lore that gets thrown into this one is the concept of being turned into a vampire actually being a two-step process. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen this done in pretty much anything else, no. uh, whether you know books or movies. Um. The, the general concept is that you can reverse it as long as you haven't made your first kill. You're also not in danger of things like sunlight, garlic, water, and all the other usual tools that the Frog Brothers use uh, at the end of the film. They do just look like they're starving, though. Yeah. Like, they slowly are, are wasting away. They look constantly hungover. Yes. Um, Sunglasses. Heroin chic. Yeah. Sunglasses. Yeah, like Johnny Depp. Yes. Before. So Johnny Depp not is now. half vampire. I don't know. I've always just found... Johnny Depp to look perpetually heroin chic. <laughs> I think Johnny Depp's a little too chubby now to be considered heroin chic. Is he? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why I, sure. I haven't seen recent photos of Johnny Depp. But not I'm that not there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> no, no, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Uh, so the best part of this movie, in my opinion, is that Michael doesn't get to be the hero at the end. No. I, th- I think that was uh, very well done. Michael is There's uh, a whole website called Fat John. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that one in the uh, podcast description so That's you guys so can enjoy mean. with us. Um, <laughs> oh, poor, poor Fat Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Poor yeah. Fat Johnny Depp. Uh, but Johnny Michael's Depp. not the hero. He's tossed aside pretty uh, unceremoniously by Max uh, and is shown to be practically useless. Well, the day is saved by our favorite kooky grandpa driving a fence post stake attached to his car through Max. Is it .org or .net .com? FatJohnnyDepp.com? Oh, it's, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's, the website is actually called Fatso No Mo. 
Oh, okay. And then and then there's a whole sub, <laughs> like another page that's on that site that is literally fat hyphen Johnny hyphen Depp. Okay. <laughs> and it's nothing but pictures of fat Johnny Depp. All right. Just wanted to check for research. How much of that website is Brendan Fraser? Huh. I'm check. I'm checking out the rest of it. You can become thin, fit, and healthy, and the recipe for weight loss success is here to help. <laughs> so you're fat shaming celebrities while telling everybody that you can buy their products and be skinny. Yes. Let's Otherwise, see. they're going to fat shame you too. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to end up on this website? Kinda. You know who's not on this website? Kiefer Sutherland. It would be the highest form of praise if I ended up on this website. <laughs> Fatpalmer.com. Fatpalmer.com. Let's go. So hopefully Grandpa puts Michael's dumbass to work cleaning up and fixing up the house since it's his fault all this happened in the first place. Fuck you, Michael. You suck. While Julia ever left Kiefer for you, nobody will ever know. The one thing about watching Santa Carla that I could never stomach, all the damn Michaels. (laughs) (laughs) That was a really good last line, though. I will say. That was a great ending for that movie. The ending of this movie is so good. Because it bookends. uh, One of the first things he says is talking about you live here long enough, you see all the, like, bodies spring up from the dead or something. You're going to have a hell of a population control problem or something like that. Um so this movie's got quite a, a legacy to it. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows spoofed the noodles turning into worms. Uh, vampires became younger, better looking, and based on the fact that Alex Winter's blood was filled with glitter, it explains how you end up with sparkling vampires in the Twilight series. It's fair to suggest that Buffy doesn't happen without this movie because uh, everybody's favorite person to hate right now, Joss Whedon, has even gone on record saying that this movie heavily inspired him. The f- the For Buffy the TV show? Yes. Yeah. The, f- the, the phrase... The film, va- I, I think, would have happened without this movie regardless. The, the, whole, the, the phrase vamped out yeah. came from this movie that they used that a lot um, in Buffy. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I knew a lot of people growing up named Michael. You, yeah, but wouldn't they have already been named Michael if they, we grew up with them? No, because like by the time I knew them, I was like nine, ten. Like they were all born around the time this movie came out, or shortly mm. after. Uh, you have to assume that baby oil or whatever the fuck Tim Capello covered himself out, uh, in was uh, sold out nationwide. Um, Do you think other people want to look like that? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to look like that. Yeah, <laughs> like with the oil. I'd I'd be happy to look like Tim Capello now. My uh, <laughs> my dad does tell me a story about when he was like you know in his early twenties how they used to dig to like to suntan. Mm-hmm. They used to like dig holes in the ground. Line it with like tin foil, and then lather themselves up in baby oil, and get in them. So they're literally just roasting themselves, Basically, like in an oven. And then when he got skin so it's cancer, that, it's that scene from Seinfeld where Kramer's yeah. out on the roof, except he uses butter instead of baby oil. Yeah. And then when my dad was like forty, he got skin cancer. <laughs> surprise! Surprise! He's fine now. He's totally fine. Who, who knew that would be a bad idea? I'm gonna I'm gonna treat my body the way that I treat the food a I chicken. eat. Chicken. Yeah. Like an actual roast chicken. <laughs> Um, and <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and most recently, while it's never been corroborated, and I might be the only person on earth who thinks this, the glaring homage to this movie made in Halloween and Halloween Kills, the two recent editions, as Laurie Strode spends half of her screen time running around shouting Michael. <laughs> but does she say it 118 times? Probably. Which, probably, honestly. <laughs> um, 
It's so funny, too, because especially, like, the Lost Boys, even Keefer Sutherland, who's the main Lost Boy, they don't have a lot of lines. No, there's not a lot of dialogue in this movie. for just chanting and calling out the Michael, name Michael. My, the, there's Michael. that whole scene uh, when, he, <laughs> when he's drinking the blood, and they're all saying Michael over and over again. And I think if you count each one, like, I think each one of them says it, like... 11 times yeah. and there's four of them yeah right? and like Alex so that, 44 Michaels in a 30 second scene yeah the Alex I forget his last name the actor from Alex Billing. Winters he don't think he has any lines except for saying Michael yeah yeah sounds right uh, That that's pretty <laughs> fitting for Alex Winters um he may say a couple things but like maybe four are you right that might be right yeah <laughs> none of them talk that much at all I know. They just say Michael a lot. Um, I know. <laughs> and they laugh. What a script. What a I script. Paul, Paul gets a line uh, when he's dealing with the Frog Brothers in the bathroom at the end. Yeah. Um, he gets a couple of lines when they throw the water in his face yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, I don't think Alex Winter has actually says anything. I don't think he does either. And if he does, it's like one thing. Man, that's sad. Uh, so there's a whole separate conversation we could have about this movie releasing on the heels of the moral panic with Jerry Falwell and our great, good boogeyman Ronald Reagan showing a broke single divorced mother of two propped up against the single dad who could step in to fix it by being an abusive monster. Or the family is what you make it aspect of Michael immediately finding a new family of cool kids, uh, most of whom dress in a manner befitting of 1980s California gay culture and have zero interest in the one woman nearby. Instead, well, they call each other brothers, too. Yep, um, instead fixating on sharing David's blood yeah. and looking at shirtless posters of Rob Lowe. That's because the director did that movie with Rob Lowe right before he did this one. Yep. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, why is there a picture of Rob Lowe on his closet? <laughs> uh, Michael, he's a handsome man. But. Michael does go for star, though, because maybe he's tired of looking at Rob Lowe's abs, and maybe he's afraid he might be a little more interested in it's, David than he lets on. Who it's knows? not Michael's poster. No, it's his brother's. It's his it's, brother's. It's Sam's poster, so... Who uh, also has his ear pierced. There's that at that one point yeah, where he he's got a like, little stud. He's like, I don't like your earring. You just take it out. It's not you. But then I realized that he also has an earring. Yeah, but Corey Haim got to do whatever Corey Haim wanted. He was the cooler brother. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Like, Michael had his dirt bike. Sam was the cooler brother. Sam was definitely the cooler brother. Until um, he got that leather coat, though. Yeah. Sometimes. That's all know, it takes. It, one, it, 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 it works for Fonzie. It did. Motorcycles and if leather it coats. works for Fonzie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Henry I think Winkley, Palmer man. should get a leather coat. Nah, yeah, I've had yeah. I don't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Because like leather on me just ends up looking like it's a fucking like. You become the cow. No, yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm not trying to look like the fatpalmer.com, right? I think you look. <laughs> That's what it's about, dude. I think you look like a like daddy biker. See, I think you could make in twenty more enough, years okay. because you're tall enough. I think you could make like a a leather duster work. Oh my god! No, then he's gonna look like a school shooter. No, he he, he ends up being uh, like Mac from It's Always Sunny, just wearing the duster. <laughs> Please don't ever be like Mac from It's Always Sunny. <laughs> Uh, we, we've all seen all of these actors show up in dozens of films and shows over the next 30 years, and most of their careers can trace back to this movie as their big break. Uh, but given that this movie is 35 years old now, a lot of folks from this movie are also sadly dead. Uh, Corey Haim being the most obvious and probably the most famous death, um, but Bernard Hughes died of being old as fuck in 2006 at the ripe old age of 90. Uh, Edward Herman died of brain cancer in 2014. So sad. Brooke McCarter died of a very rare liver disease the following year in 2015. 
And Alex Winter's career died about six years after this movie of natural causes. Why are you so mean to everybody in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> You're such a hater. <laughs> I'm not mean to, I mean to star, and I'm just making fun of Alex Winter's because he's the butt of every joke. Uh, why? Because it's Alex Winter's. What's, what else is he in besides Bill and Ted? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other guy in? Who? Patrick, what's his name? The guy who played Michael. Jason Patrick? So yeah, what the fuck is He's he He's been in all sorts of stuff. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I've never seen him in anything. You probably have and just didn't realize it. Didn't recognize him without his long flowing hair. Yeah, you don't, so you he, don't remember him from his role in, in, in that soap opera, that daytime soap opera from back in the day. Days of Our Lives? One of them, something like that. Oh, my As children? the world turns. As the world turns. Like <laughs> uh. General Hospital. Yeah, one of those. One of those. Passions. It might have been passions, actually. <laughs> that was such a weird fucking. That was you know that it, little like doll kid that was just like. I feel like maybe thing. every like seven to eight episodes, for some reason, we bring up passions. <laughs> <laughs> Again, why are we always talking about passions? I, I don't know. Because we both watched a lot of soap operas growing up. Apparently. For some reason. <laughs> why what else that? was on? Though? If you were sick at home from school, yeah. what else did you watch? I like don't it know. was Andy Griffith's show or fucking soap operas. <laughs> like, what? I like Matlock. I like Oh, you know what I did like though was Murder She Wrote. Yeah, that oh. used to be. Uh, that was like early afternoon though. That was yeah. like the eleven p.m. Prime that was like time, out, yeah. pre senior nap in the middle of the day mm-hmm. type thing. I love Murder She Wrote. It's still on these days at like two o'clock. Murder She Wrote. Mm. Really? I don't mm. have. I don't really watch cable. Yeah, I think it's still on like every day at like two o'clock. Hmm. Petition to get Murder She Wrote put on Netflix. <laughs> I feel like it was at one point. <laughs> I think it was, actually. I'm pretty Nuh-uh. positive like, all the seasons of Murder, She Wrote used to be on Netflix like back when it first When launched. it first came out. Yeah. like So, like, you remember when Netflix, it used to just be, like, you had to order the DVDs, right? <laughs> right. But then they started releasing it on, like, like games consoles, and you could just, yeah. like, stream everything on there. Mm-hmm. It's currently pretty, on Peacock. I'm, oh, okay, great. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty positive they used to be on there when it first launched, along with, like, King of the Hill and a million other shows that I absolutely adored that aren't on there anymore all right well, i'm Anyways. gonna get on peacock to watch me some murder <laughs> she wrote so this is the lost boys or the the michael boys because they're all obsessed with him um would you not be obsessed with him he's a hunk too he's no key for sutherland he's no key for sutherland 17 years old. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so that, that's the thing that we... Uh, that, uh, I don't know why you're... So, like, it's, you, you didn't know that. I know. So yeah, so that's the thing. He it, looks it, like he's 40. <laughs> he, he really does. Kiefer Sutherland looked the same age until about 10 years ago. It's, yeah. It's, it's, so like alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> when they start at a young age, they look older than they are. But they stay that age. And then they, they, stay, they that stay that way for a while. For a while. And then they, they fall off a cliff. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And he's, I mean, he still, he still looks like Kiefer Sutherland, but like not hot he, he looks like that. his body is just like, give me a fucking break, please. Yeah. I gotta look up a picture of him recently. Is he on fatkiefersutherland.com? God, I hope so. You know who he aged better than? Johnny Depp? Corey Feldman. I think I, you know what? I actually think Corey Feldman looks kind of cool. So I've come to the conclusion that Keith Sutherland is actually like a tree, right? Except instead of getting a ring for every age or year that he's alive, he, his forehead grows another half inch. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, that's just the hairline. Just what? Saying, I'm getting Look the fuck at his out of forehead here. in this fucking photo. It's giant. <laughs> Well, his dad's forehead's also pretty big. Is it? Yeah, Donald's, 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 Donald's got a big forehead. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true, huh? Yeah, you know what? Kiefer Sutherland's a hot man. Yeah. He's always I'm, been a very good-looking man. 
musically. Like how, he, does he, how, does, how does his dad have more hair than he does? I mean... Damn, dude, that, that male pattern baldness really does skip a generation. <laughs> He's got a big ass forehead too, though. Look how big his forehead is. He, Donald's got yeah, a long true. face. He's also got a big ass forehead. No, he does have a giant forehead. Yeah, it's, Come it's on, a pretty was, big forehead. I dude. just watched the Hunger Games. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a long forehead. He's got a big ass forehead. Uh, that's a big forehead. But he's also got a really long face. He does, and and very long hair apparently right now. <laughs> well, when you lose it up top, you let it grow in the back. Yep, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Skull it, boys. Let's go. <laughs> I also heard that Kiefer Sutherland's not very nice. I've heard the same. I mean, I don't know that. Yeah, I he's a he's a gigantic piece of shit. Well, but maybe not. He's, when he spent a decade torturing brown people fictionally, I mean, I'm... <laughs> wow. it was I'm one day. In the it's it's then... one day, Sam. <laughs> Sorry. So, so you spent ten days and then tanking tanking bands' careers in the background. <laughs> what? Yeah, he managed some like really like actually a very good band, uh, and oh, like, I remember like story, destroyed yeah. their career. Oh well, why would you let him do that? I don't know. What? You know whose band didn't get a fair shake? Corey Feldman. I you know I think Corey Feldman his all lady band. I think he's cool. Yeah, I'm all. I and think Corey Feldman was one of the first, even though he wasn't taken seriously by any means, mm-hmm. to uh, out. A lot of folks in Hollywood and yep. the abuse, especially among like child actors, um, and I think the first main target, the the first person that really got blasted by it was uh, Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I do remember everybody like brushing it off and being like, "Oh, it's bullshit!" Like he's you know drugged out of his mind and just making shit up. Deluca um, and the Burden, yeah, they ended up firing him. Is that why no one has ever heard of that band before? <laughs> Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Deluca. A big fan. Ro- sorry, Rocco Deluca and the Burden. Sorry, Rocco. Was Kiefer Sutherland your burden? Do you have any oil <laughs> here that helps? <laughs> and some Home Depot chains. <clears throat> I mean, shit. But that is the Lost Boys. That is the general uh, flow of what's important in the Lost <clears throat> Boys. Um, dialogue. There's not a lot there, uh, but. There's some good dialogue between the brothers, I think. Yes. Uh, but as far as 80s settings go, mm. you can't get much better. No, you really can't. The 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 opening shot where they're just like panning through the <sighs> boardwalk and everything, like yeah. it, very few movies set up the... The ambiance? Yeah, and the, like the, the time period and era that they're in. And granted, like the movie's made in 1987 and based in 1987, so it's not like what you see now of like all this retro stuff. Um it's the, the, the real the, deal. Yeah, the first five minutes, you know exactly where you are in time. Yep. And a lot of folks our age or, you know, maybe a bit older, they probably still have some of those clothes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you want to go buy them at a <clears throat> bougie vintage shop, it's going to cost you $400 for a t-shirt. <laughs> Man. See, that's what I would do if I had a time machine. What's that? I would just go back and collect all sorts mm-hmm. of shit from the 80s. Just to be able to sell it at a markup of like a thousand percent right now. Yeah. How much money would you make off of that? Like real legit vintage fucking. Not, I don't think the I, I don't think that the people who want to buy those shirts have that type of money though. <laughs> no, that's not true. They're all they're all older older millennials and young Gen X's. 
Because yeah. that's the thing. For $400 t-shirts? Are you spending $400 on a t-shirt? I'm not, but my sister might. Yeah. I'm not. I don't have that type of dough. No, but my sister might. <laughs> well, then your sister could buy me that t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you can get a 11 by 14 signed Kiefer Sutherland Lost Boys photo for only $149.99. Huh. That's actually oh, not Only bad. 150 bucks. I'm, buy it. I'm literally about to buy it right now. That's not bad. No, it's great. I have that kind of dough. Can you... <laughs> Is it already signed, or can you add a request for him to sign it a certain way? It's already signed. Uh, well, what would you get him to sign it? I was 17 then. I'm not 17 now. <laughs> Don't feel bad about it. <laughs> By the time you saw this movie, I was not 17. He, yeah, he was close to 18, which I guess technically makes it better. No, by the time you saw this movie, he was like almost 30. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't see this movie until I was probably 15. So, so he was 30. Like 30. Yeah, it's, and he was our age now. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. And he still probably was old. He was still older than you at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, he's always going to be older than me. Well, no, like his character was older than <laughs> Okay. <me. laughs> oh, you mean like when yeah, I saw you it. saw this when you were 15? Yeah. He was 17 in the movie? It, it's copacetic there. Yep, yep. <laughs> Palmer's doing the math in his head to see if that checks out. <laughs> I'm just going to roll with it. <laughs> just agree. So that's what we got. So what are we rating this out of? How many Michaels are we Michaeling this Michael? Uh, how many Michaels out of Michael? This was a tough one. Yeah, Palmer, you go first. You've been awfully quiet this episode. Well, this is just because like, he, he went down the rabbit hole of fat actors on the Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this, this, this is just one of those movies. I'll, I will be honest. I don't understand why it's. So revered, uh, we were we were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Is this to you think, like Rocky Horror? No, do you put no, it in that no, same no, bucket? No, no, I wouldn't. I think this is a much better movie than Rocky Horror. Um, it's it's just like I've I've seen it more times than I think I can count. Um, and every time I kind of have like the same reaction to it, and just kind of like, I mean, it was fine. It's fine. It's 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 a fine. It, I understand, I guess, why people like it for the, for the, it's like a, a, a photo of an era that's gone by the wayside at this point. I guess that makes, makes, might be why it's like so revered by our generation is just cause it's like, all right, it's, it's capturing the magic of the eighties, I guess. But when I think of like, I when I think of 80s vampire movies, the first one that comes to mind is Fright Night. And I honestly feel the same way about Fright Night that I do about this. While I think Fright Night's a good film, I don't understand why everybody like reveres it as much it's like as they do. like my brother-in-law's favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying is like, like The Lost Boys is a lot of people's like genuinely yeah. top, top... Well, this is like an absolute favorite. cult movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's, so it's just... and. When I watch cult movies, I tend to be like, okay, I can understand why this is... You get it, but not with this one? Yeah, it it just doesn't... It just doesn't... uh, There's nothing super memorable about it to me. Like like I said, I've seen it plenty of times. In two weeks, I wouldn't be able to tell you the details of this film. (laughs) Aside from... The boy gets turned into vampire. Oily man plays saxophone. Oily man plays saxophone. <laughs> Michael, 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 Michael. I wouldn't even remember the Michael, 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 Michael. Uh, so, it's, what are you giving it then? It's it's like a it's like a 
two seven five for me. Like it's it's higher up. It's higher up. Like I don't want to completely pan it because I've seen it plenty of times and I've never walked away completely disliking it. Right. But I just it's middle of the road for me. I All guess right. slightly above middle of the road for Fair me. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, it's three and a half for okay. me. Okay. Okay. It's 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 a fun movie. Yeah. Um. Don't watch for the dialogue. Uh, See, I disagree though. Some of the dialogue is hilarious. Some of it is, but there's also like if you get over the fact that they the say Michael where, a lot, but there's like, also whole chunks of the movie where they're like, they're really not saying much about. I see. I disagree. So like for so so like for the the Frog Brothers, right? Like yeah. I guess they're supposed to be comedic relief, but to me they just come across as wooden. Yeah, I don't really care so much about them. But I mean, I feel like the like the dialogue between the mom and her sons is brilliant. The dialogue between the mom and her dad is really good. Like, there's some good... Yeah, like, it's because Diane Weist Diane is amazing. a gem. There is some good... She's not at enough. I would actually say, like, I think the most memorable part of the movie is is the grandfather. Yeah. Um, That's why he saves I the think day. He's, yeah, I think he's just... He's such a quirky character of everything, everything... The fucking scene where they get in the car, and he's like, let's go to town. Yeah. And then he just gets out of no, the car. No, the part, the part that, that always cracks... The one scene that always cracks me up is when when... They get back with the car, okay. and he's, he's like, the next time you're going to steal a it. car. <laughs> yeah, they're carrying somebody's, like, Star, fucking... they're carrying Star up the stairs, yeah, and she's passed out. Wrapped up. You doesn't care about it up with gas? Now yeah. you do. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, that's, that's actually, that's like, hilarious. really, really yeah. funny. Yeah. Well, there's a theory, right, a fan theory that Grandpa is actually a vampire, too, and that Dr. Pepper that he's always drinking is really is just... Blood. And so he doesn't kill people. He's sort of, like, a half-vampire. Like, okay. Like Star and Laddie and Michael. It's not confirmed or anything, but this is just a thing that people talk about sometimes. He doesn't really tend to go out much unless it's nighttime. And that's yeah. why the opening, when they first meet Grandpa and he's taking he's, a nap. He's taking a nap on the front porch. On the front porch because he's he tired. <laughs> yeah, he's not dead. He's just a vampire. Yeah. He's been a vampire for a really long time. Yeah. That's just a fan theory. You would think, though, that like if that was actually the case, because I, I guess that's the other part is I, I know they mention it, um, like David said it to Michael at one point, where like you're you're one of us, you're gonna live forever. Yeah. Is that assuming that Michael completes the transformation, or will you live forever even if you're a half vampire? No, I think you have to complete the transformation. Okay. Because it makes sense. It makes sense in that context. If like to live forever, you have to be like a full blown vampire. Because otherwise, you would think that like Diane Weiss would know that like her dad hasn't aged in like yeah thirty years. Right. I like that theory. That's a fun one. Yeah. That's a that's a fun little nugget. It is. So three and a half for me. Two point seven five from Palmer. Alex, what are you giving this? One? I'm gonna give this a four and a half. Four and a half. I just think this movie's great. It's a lot of fun. It is. It's a really fun, sort of campy, funny, but also kind of gory in part movie. I mean, it's not. Yeah, the gore kind of the car. The, it always catches me off guard because <laughs> yeah. like a lot of the a lot of the violence that happens on screen or is or takes place off screen. Yes. And then all of a sudden, there's just <laughs> like the people end. getting yeah. their faces pulled off. Uh-huh. And the one guy just, gets his skull ripped off. Yeah, just like blood spray. It's, it's like it's like it's like <laughs> Where they did that saved come from? a lot of it for the end. Yeah. 
Like the the whole ending sequence. It's um, surprising though, because it does catch you off guard. Because you're right when all when they're killing all those other people like flying by, like you don't see anyone die. You just see them like it's red light. Like they you get might see them get like the dragged air. off the screen. Yeah, but, but there's yeah, no blood. The yeah. Until you see that guy's like total, just like his skull get ripped off by the other guy's hand. It's great. What did you say you gave this? I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Okay. The scores are all over the place on this. I think this has been the most the most divisive movie. I don't know divisive, but like like it's divisive. It's all, <laughs> it's all over the place in yeah. terms of scoring. Uh, the, it puts it at a three point five eight three 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 three. So, well, one of you should change your score. Infinite Michaels. Three point five eight three infinite Michaels. Just uh, Michaels until the end of time. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that makes. Which actually means my score was the closest. So suck it, nerds. Seems low to me. That does mean you're clear. Seems low. Of course, you give the highest score. I changed low. it to five. Five, I give it. Five Michaels out of Michaels. <laughs> no, four and a half. It's definitely not a five. I guess no one is going to know who's picking the movies for this month. I think it's Palmer. It is me, actually. Although the theme is, just to clarify, if it's best on Netflix, it doesn't mean best movies ever. That's true. So you don't have to give them fives. That's true. It could be Palmer. That's true. Well, I had written, I had written that note before we had made the uh, the the best in whole. Yeah, the the it was this person's favorite movies, and then it was. On Netflix. On Netflix. I feel like that's it's easier to pare down. And the the next time it might be Amazon, might be Hulu, might be our favorite <laughs> non non uh, ad supported for us at least platform. Tubi. We're not sponsored. We're not sponsored, but we love it anyway. Tubi, we love you. Give Tubi. Us, give us give us some dollars. I just watched something on Tubi, not horror. I was like, I'm so happy this is on here. I haven't seen it in like forever. I forget what it was. It's a great story. But Tubi but just this, has it all. But for this month, it's Netflix, so you can follow along pretty easily. Basic, basic bitches love Netflix. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous girls scan Netflix at 11 p.m. <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous girls stay up till 4 a.m. watching Netflix. All right. I, I feel like this up. is like something that I should. Like, <laughs> no, I don't stay up till four a.m. doing anything. <laughs> something that I'm not aware of. You're just saying you're gorgeous. And no, enjoy no, watching anybody, Netflix not just me. <laughs> anybody, gotcha. Anybody can be a gorgeous, gorgeous girl. And you could yeah, be a gorgeous, uh, gorgeous girl. Uh, yeah, when I when I put on my leather jacket, I'll let you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna look like Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> you're you're you're. Baby oil and leather jacket. Yeah. So you I get like a skin tight leather does jacket that it, requires you to oil up so you can say, slide you, yeah, into Does it. it make it easier to get into or does it make it more difficult to get out of? Both, actually. <laughs> Once it goes on, it's not coming off. He will die in that coat. <laughs> All right. It's true. It's true. I'm getting buried in it. Uh <laughs> It, it, basically, once I put it on, it's, it's never coming off. Pain. People are going to be like, there's a smell emanating from you, and I'm going to be like, yeah, I have to shower in my jacket. I, sh- I shower in my coat. That softens the and leather. And then I have to, I have to like, turkey-based inject baby oil into the sleeves. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, now I can't get that out of my head, so thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Anytime you need some some images of me just lotioning and lathering inside of a leather jacket. It's not that part. It's the, I don't mind that. It's the smelly. The idea of the smelly. Just years of caked on just soap. Like it's like a permanent <laughs> cast yeah. made out of leather. It's the smell of the awful. If you never took it off and you bathed in it. Yeah. yeah. That's the grosser Do part. Do you wear mm. it into the, like, into the pool? Uh, yeah. It doesn't yeah. come off. It doesn't come know. off, yeah. I don't know. Uh, a pool. What are um, these silly questions, Alex? <laughs> if you go like whitewater rafting. If, if I go to the gym. <laughs> if I. <laughs> if I. Yeah, this uh, thing's getting stanky. It is. It is. Spent but can we get your ear pierced? And can it? No. Can we get you a really, mullet? I don't really like needles. <laughs> <laughs> How many tattoos do you have? Uh, yeah, but that doesn't mean I enjoyed getting them. Well, mm. No, it doesn't. Like, a, like I, for me, like a tattoo is something. It takes 30 I'll, seconds. I'll, I'll go through yeah, the pain of for. But yeah, like, getting your earpiece is super quick. But then you'd look like Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> or you look what like Corey Haim. <laughs> or you look like Corey Haim. Or you look like Jason Patrick. Yeah, I feel like I'm not. It's a pretty wide like gamut. I feel like they all there. have their ears pierced in this movie. I'm pretty sure. I think we established that I was going to look like a cow. So let's just move on. I don't. I never said that. I don't think you would look like that at all. Uh, what are we covering next week? What is it? Uh, is the Innkeepers on Netflix? No. All right, so we have to go back and revisit what we're going to be watching since we've made this change. Okay. Well, next week is t- TBD. TBD. Apparently. Uh, but yeah, that wraps it up. It's gonna be a good one, or maybe it'll be shitty. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see when we tune in next week collectively. <laughs> Until then, you can follow us on uh, all social media platforms at Terror and Podito. Uh, you can follow us individually too. I'm Palmer at Sternforth. Um, I'm Alex at A Looters. I'm Sam at Sam Heaves. Uh, we've got a Discord we've been pimping for a while that nobody's ever joined. We get spam from that one guy every we once in a while. We get spam from that one guy every once in a while. That is a thing. That's nice. That is a thing. Thank you, spammer. Yeah. Uh, as always, that'll be in the <laughs> podcast description if you want to come join and be a part of that community. Uh, we'd love we'd love you, too. Uh, you can check us out at terrorandpodnito.com, which is in desperate need of revision. And uh, as per always, I'm going to walk this one out with a beautiful saxophone song made mm. famous, not by this movie, but Alex tells everyone the usual. Keep it creepy. I really hoped he was gonna pull out a kazoo. I'm glad he didn't. (laughs) Or a recorder. A recorder. (laughs) I know what I need to find for next week. Don't you have one in your drawer somewhere from like third grade? No, what am I, a fucking monster? Hot cross bonds! (laughs) Yeah, that is. It is like the first song that everybody learns, isn't it? It's only got three notes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyways, we'll catch y'all next week. Take care, everybody. Bye.